0: Welcome to All Things Iceland. It's Jules. I'm sharing a fairly short update about a potential eruption on the Reykjanes Peninsula. As I mentioned in the previous episode, residents of Grindavik have been evacuated. Scientists have been anticipating a potential eruption, but no lava has come up to the surface as of right now. However, that doesn't mean damage has not been done. And as I'm recording this on the 16th, There have been tens of thousands of earthquakes in Grindavik over the course of weeks. I mean, you know, probably over 100,000. And even on the 15th, they recorded in that evening, a thousand earthquakes that happened. And that has resulted in major cracks in the earth that have opened up. There are literal holes, like sinkholes in the streets where whole cars could fall in. And it's incredible to see some of these images on the news and also damage to buildings and parts of the town are extensive. And it will take a lot of construction to restore the area. The restoration efforts, of course, will only happen once it's clear that an eruption will not happen. And as right now, no one knows when that will be clear. And that's, you know, the toss up that many of us are dealing with at the moment is just an understanding of When will the magma that had originally, you know, been seen as coming to the surface, will that continue to come to the surface or will it float to another area? It is that we're finding, or at least scientists, I should say, are finding that magma is still close enough to the surface for there to be worry and for people to not live or work in the town There have also, of course, been a ton of news stories around the world about what's happening in Iceland, and so I wanted to come on and do an update, just because so many lovely people have been reaching out to ask, how are things here? Are people safe? Am I safe? I can definitely say I am safe. I greatly appreciate all of the concern, and I know the people of Grindavik who have been displaced also are very appreciative of the concern. And so I'm just going to go over, so this is a really quick update just so people can get an idea. So there's different topics that I'll be you know, jumping to. First is the Blue Lagoon remains closed. So of course, due to the situation, originally the Blue Lagoon was only going to stay closed until November 16th. But as I mentioned, they need to assess and see. So there's no guarantee that they could say they'd open back up on the 16th. And now they're saying they'll remain closed until November 30th. Again, there is no guarantee that they will open on the 30th. I'm just trying to manage people's expectations because I know that is a dream for many people when they come to visit is to go there. And in order to like help with what's going on in order to potentially protect the Blue Lagoon from getting destroyed is that there's a construction of lava barrier barriers that will be made around the Svartstinke power station that's right next to the Blue Lagoon. And of course, the Blue Lagoon itself. And the idea is that, you know, if lava were to come up to the surface and flowing, that hopefully these, lo- these walls, these barriers would either slow down that lava from flowing to these areas and destroying them, or to stop it, redirect it to go somewhere else. The barriers are estimated to be 20 to 26 feet high, so six to eight meters, and will take a little over a month to complete. So obviously things can happen in that time in which it's not complete and things could get destroyed or nothing could happen or could, an eruption could happen somewhere completely different. Just Those are kind of the scenarios at the moment that we're looking at. And protecting the power plant is extremely important because it provides hot water to all of the Reykjavik Peninsula. So all the other towns, the airports, it's important, of course. So with that too, people who worked in Grundvik, as I mentioned, there are thousands of people who can't access their homes, but there are also 2,000 workers and around 200 companies that operate in this area. So they are also greatly impacted because they have no idea when they'll be allowed back to work. One of my favorite bakeries, for instance, it was situated in Grundvik. And so, you know, just these everyday type of stores or businesses, that you don't really think about when you're being evacuated, when you you don't actively live in a place and then realize that, yeah, these communities are made up of restaurants and grocery stores and and all that nature. Everyone in Grandavik had to evacuate pretty much in the, not the middle of the night, but very late at night, 11 or midnight. And so there were a lot of things left behind, a lot of valuable items, pets, which was really hard for many people. And so as the situation has been monitored, authorities have made different efforts for allowing people in Grand so different parts of the town, to be able to access their homes and get valuables. They've had sometimes as little as a five-minute window just to go in and, and grab what they could, grab a pet, and leave. There were, unfortunately, many pets that were left behind, and there's an organization here, a search and rescue organization for animals in Iceland called Tirfenna, and they have been doing a great job of rescuing animals that have been left behind. As of yesterday, I tried to check it today, I didn't see any update, but... Out of the hundreds of animals that they rescued, there were still 12 that were unaccounted for. And most of those were cats. And cats in Iceland are used to roaming around free outside. And so it's a good possibility that these individuals, these little cuties, were just roaming. And then as things started to happen, they got scared, hid somewhere. And so people aren't, you know, really sure where they are. It's a, There's a good chance that they're okay just hiding. So fingers crossed that they are found. And in order to fund the reconstruction, the government, or at least some members of government, have proposed a tax hike, temporary tax hike. And I'm gonna read an excerpt from a news article on the publication, digital publication, called Iceland Review, about the Icelandic government's vote to make this tax hike. So in starting quotations, The lava barriers will be financed by levying an additional tax on property owners in Iceland equivalent to 0.08% of their property's fire insurance valuation. The owner of a property worth 100 million Icelandic kroner or $695,000 or 650,000 euros will therefore pay an additional 8,000 Icelandic kroner, which is $56 or 52 euros. The tax will be levied for a period of three years, though it bears noting that similar taxes imposed in Iceland have later become permanent. Pirate Party MP Thorhildur Sunna Aivarsdottir and Centre Party Chairman Sigmundur Davíð Gunnlaugsson argued that any lava barriers constructed should be paid for with existing tax revenue. Some locals have argued that the privately owned Swatstinke power plant and Blue Lagoon, which have made significant profits in recent years, should partake in financing the barriers end quote. So I just want to share that because I think it is really important, along with what's happening that people get a perspective on kind of the more human level and political levels. So there's like, you know, individuals who had to leave their homes and are just you know, doing their best to get by and find accommodations. There have been a lot of great individuals and companies that have come to help to donate. For instance, I partner with Go Car Rental Iceland, and they've offered free rental cars to residents of Grindavik who aren't able to access their cars and, and things like that. So there have been a lot of great efforts and people helping out. At the same time, you know, there's on a political level, these kind of aspects in which it's like a tax hike. And it's like, well, is a tax hike actually necessary? Will this tax hike go away? You know, like it's bizarre to even have to argue this or to think about it. But at the same time, like this is life in Iceland on a level that you just normally don't hear about. And in a crisis, you know, we obviously just want to get to a solution that works, but one that is also fair in terms of, is there already money that could be used currently? That's there. We're, we're you know instead of like raising taxes even a little bit for those that want to help in any of the relief efforts, specifically when it comes to the Red Cross, they have an emergency fundraising campaign they're doing to support the response to the situation in Greenlandvik. A lot of them are working around the clock to help survey the area, to help people with getting settled and any needs that they have. So I have a link to donate if you would like to do that in the description of this episode on my website, allthingsiceland.com, which is basically the eruption update. As I mentioned, I just wanted to thank everybody who reached out and very much have you know been concerned because the news like everywhere in the world, can be quite intense. And when you see some of the images, it definitely strikes you as something to be worried about, no no doubt. I mean, this is a situation that's dangerous. But in terms of its impact on the rest of Iceland, that's not something that people are worried about currently or even thinking that's going to be an issue. In fact, the airport and all other parts of the Reginas Peninsula as of now are operating as usual This is the latest that I have, and I have other episodes that I'll be publishing coming up in the next few days that aren't related to this situation. So I just kind of want to say that. So all of my posts coming up, you know, after, unless something major happens, are going to be other topics related to Iceland, not you know specifically eruption updates but of course if anything does happen that is helpful for you to know or just a major change in the circumstances I will definitely post about it on the podcast. I hope you found this episode helpful and please share it with anyone you think would find it informational and or helpful.